Hey, this is Katie. And this is Ben. And this is The Afterglow. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Afterglow. I'm Ben, here with Katie. Katie, what are we talking about today? How to write a psalm of lament. Cool. What is that? Well, there's a lot of psalms in the Bible, right? Yeah. If you just had to guess what percent, maybe you already know, so this might be a lot fun game, but what percent do you think are psalms of lament? I, I do know the answer to this, but I think before I knew the answer to it, I would have said maybe like five to 10%. Hmm. So let's talk about lament first. What does it mean? What is lament? What's your understanding of that word? Um, it's like, I mean, like crying, like acknowledging, like, bad situation circumstances kind of expressing negative emotion yeah so it comes from the latin lamentari and it means weeping or wailing but you know in the english language it's basically just um a large expression of grief or sorrow Hmm. so a psalm of lament are the psalms that are in the bible that are expressing grief and sorrow so 40 percent of the psalms are psalms of lament which that's a big chunk you know and I think that usually when we read the Psalms or talk about the Psalms, it's typically Psalms of praise or yeah. Psalms of ascent. Um, we don't spend a lot of time camping out in the lament Psalms, right? Yeah. I think I just associate in my head, Psalms are like the old version of like worship songs in church. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like when I'm in church, it seems like all the songs are like, you know, these like praise songs and things like that. So it's like, it, it would seem weird to me if all of a sudden everyone in church just started singing like a really sad song together. You know what I mean? But what's crazy, it's like, I think if people were more honest, mm. they are questioning God a lot yeah, in their lives and questioning his sovereignty and his character and what he's doing. What is he up to? Yeah. What is God up to in your life? And why is it taking so dang long? Mm. So why are we only singing praise psalms it almost doesn't allow space or permission for someone to question yeah no yeah for sure i think something that's that's pretty normal and a lot of times like especially if you grew up in like a christian home i think there's there's like this knowledge about oh i know god is in control i know god is good like there's all these facts that i've learned about god throughout my life and so it, it seems like if I'm acknowledging that things are sad or like not okay, then that like goes against what I know to be true in my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so then I like feel bad for feeling these negative things because it makes me feel like I don't actually believe truth about God, you know? And what's the typical response if you do share those things with someone? What do they typically? <laughs> I mean, like point you to a Bible verse that tells you why you're wrong, you know? Well, I feel like often it's just a theological correction. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to think wrongly about God. Yeah. Um, which is true. We need to think rightly about God. Oh, absolutely. But, um, you know, I think we have to be careful about when when someone is lamenting and sharing their questions and their hurts, you know, of how we respond of just yeah. like, hey, man, I can't imagine or that that really sucks. Yeah. Instead of trying to fix them, you know. Yeah. It's like. I think this is stuff that I've had to learn for me. And I think it's helped me become a better listener to people who are like in grief and are dealing with things. It's like, I want to help them get to truth about God, but these like massive barriers to that are actually the feelings that they're feeling right now that they don't understand. And they don't feel like they can actually acknowledge and like 
process. And so like trying to ask questions to help people understand their actual true feelings in this moment, because then you're understanding what are the gaps in your heart between what you believe about God, Mm -hmm. because your head can believe something about your, about God that your heart doesn't, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I want to ultimately direct them to truth, but if we don't actually allow them to acknowledge what their heart actually is feeling and believing right now, then they're never going to actually get there like truthfully. Yeah. And we, we can't just like lead our feelings around like a trained dog on a leash. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's times when all of a sudden they come up. Yeah. Um, and then there's times when you don't feel anything at all. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the writing of a psalm of lament helps you to do something with those feelings of grief that are just spilling out of you yeah. and you don't know where you want to put them and mm-hmm. you don't even know how you want them to spill out of you. It's just kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. It gives you a way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Is there like a, a typical, like when you read the Psalms in the Bible, is there kind of a pattern, I guess, that you see of like how these Psalms are expressed? Like, is there like an appropriate way, I guess, to like articulate these like negative feelings and emotions? Yeah. So um, you see kind of three movements in a Psalm of Lament. Um, it's first is the how long, O Lord. Yeah. You know, if you look at how many Psalms start with that, or at least have that literal phrase, how long, oh Lord, is this going to keep happening, right? So that's kind of that first movement. It's your complaint. Um, The second is your request. You know, would you do this? Mm -hmm. Would you change that? Would you help me this, Mm -hmm. right? So it's the actual ask of like, change my circumstances. And then the third movement is the yet you or but, you know, mm. and it's that reminder of God's character. If you if you look at the Psalms, you know, the ones that are the most lamenting, you know, really talk about how horrible the situation is. And then David always comes around. He's like, but you, God, mm. are merciful to be praised and your love is strong and enduring and all these things about his character. So that's kind of the third part. Yeah, that's really good. Why, why do you think it's structured like that? Like, what do you think that does? for someone's heart to go through that process with God? Well, I think just from a narrative standpoint of understanding your story, you know, that first movement is, is your complaint. It's acknowledging what it is that you're feeling. It's Mm -hmm. naming the problem. It's, Mm -hmm. it's giving it a name and a description and a space just to exist on its own. And then you move into the request which honestly, you can't ask for something to be changed unless you first named what it is that you want to be changed. Oh, yeah. It's like you need, and this is something I've had to work a lot to like develop, but just emotional awareness. Mm-hmm. It's like I can be anxious or sad and I don't want to acknowledge it or I don't like know how to like slow down and actually address what are these like negative things swirling inside of me. And so I can't make like an a, an official like request of God if I don't know what's actually I'm upset about. You know right. What I mean? Like, what do you want him to change? Yeah. What are you praying for? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that second movement. You know, you can't really ask rightly unless you've first acknowledged rightly yeah. what it is that you're feeling. And it, yeah. And it's specifically just acknowledging that you're feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel yes. like that's like a really hard thing for a lot of us. It's like, yeah, I just want to, you know, just keep working, keep, you know, distracting myself through different activities and things like that. And there's really hard things happening that I don't want to slow down and feel. And mm-hmm. 
I need to actually address that I'm feeling and then process through what I'm feeling so that I can make a request that actually like connects with where my heart's at. Yeah. And then that third is, you know, but you, you know, it ends always with just a reminder of who God is like, yeah, my circumstances are bleak Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm asking you to change them. But at the end of the day, I trust who you are Mm -hmm. and I trust that, that your ways are not my ways and your timing is not my timing. And that you're good and you're knowing and you're powerful. And I think that um, kind of closes up your package of your grief in a way. Yeah. What if even at the end of that, I still don't feel that that's true? Why is that a helpful practice? Even if I do this psalm of lament, like hopefully maybe it does help it feel more true by the time I do this, but what if it doesn't? You keep lamenting. Yeah. You know, even if, your circumstances are dark. Um, it doesn't change God's character. So we can continue to acknowledge God's character um, with our words and with our posture mm-hmm. and with our prayers and just pray that our heart and our mind will follow. Yeah. What are the kinds of things that could cause someone to be in a spot where maybe a psalm of lament would be helpful for them? Oh, gosh anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definite seasons where it's obvious, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, man, my, my soul is heavy and it needs and desires to express that Mm -hmm. somehow. And, you know, a lot of people turn to journaling. A lot of people turn to venting to a friend or Mm -hmm. whatever. This is a way of expressing what it is inside of you that hurts, but directly to God. Yeah. Um, so I like that. Um, and there's a second movement of it too, that we haven't really gotten into yet. You know, not only writing it, but sharing it with someone. Yeah. Um, I think that is a really big part of the healing process because, you know, it's not, I think it's a huge step to tell your story, Mm. um, not only for yourself, but to someone else. And it, it's a huge step of courage. Um, so, you know, for me personally, one time when I was doing this exercise with a group is actually um, in my grad school program, we all had to write a psalm of lament mm-hmm. and everyone was lamenting about different things in their lives. Um, and then the encouragement was to get on the microphone and share it with the group. Man. And it was easy for me to write. I mean, it was longing to come out, you know, it was, it was oozing out in ways, whether or not I wanted it to. <laughs> Um, but the choice to then share it with a room full of people was really, really hard. Um, and for me, I had been sitting in a posture of kind of judgment of like, they don't really get what I'm feeling. Mm. They're not going to get it. They're dealing with their problems. I'm dealing with mine. Our lives Um, are so different. We're mm -hmm. just different people. There's no way that they would ever understand me and be able to meet me where I'm at. And because I felt that way, I was withholding. Yeah. And for someone who, you know, preaches vulnerability and transparency and authenticity a lot, um, I knew that was um, not walking in line with my own integrity. Yeah. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. And, you know, sobbed throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and after people came up to me and they're like, 
one person said they wanted a bumper sticker of one of the lines that, <laughs> that I had said, which I won't repeat here because it's not appropriate. Um, but yeah, I think the sharing is part of the healing process. Yeah. I don't know if you've, because ex- I know in our community, you've, yeah. you've had to write many a Psalm of Lament, but what about the sharing portion of it for you? Yeah. And I'll say that this, this is something that is so far outside of anything that I would have ever done if I didn't step into our community. Uh, I think even hearing the idea of a psalm of lament as a guy, I don't know, it felt feminine. It felt like this weird, like creative kind of thing that it just was just so different from anything that I would do. And so I'm really glad that I trusted you and trusted our, you know, our community, like to actually step into that kind of thing. Um, and so writing them in general has been really helpful, but yeah, just this whole year's just been, I mean, uh, more than a year now, but we've just been displaced, obviously, by the pandemic and have been all over the place. And, and there's just been different hard things that have happened for all of us, you know, over the last year. And so I think doing Psalms of Lament and sharing them with each other has just been really, really helpful. And, and yeah, I, I think the natural thing that I think Satan does to us a lot of times is just tell us like, oh, you're a freak for feeling what you're feeling. Um, there's something wrong with you. This shouldn't be affecting you as much as it is. These circumstances shouldn't be affecting you the way they are. People aren't going to get you. People aren't going to understand you. People are going to judge me if I'm, if I'm open or they're going to think this is stupid. And so I think just saying those things out loud and seeing people see me and say, Hey, I, you know, we have different experiences. They're not going to perfectly understand my experience, but they're like, Hey, I get what you're feeling is like hard and this is real and it's okay for you to feel what you feel. And this experience is valid. And yeah, just like, it's not even they have to like say something that's super encouraging or like help me feel better about where I'm at. But I think there's just something about being seen that I think also helps me feel like God sees me in this moment too. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of times God uses the body of Christ, the people that he's created in his image to feel emotionally and relationally the things that he wants us to feel from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even think to ask you that of what has it been like for you to hear other people's songs yeah. of lament? Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's like I think that's just a standard tactic by Satan is you're a freak, you're different. Nobody gets you. You're just off on your own on an island. Mm-hmm. And like hearing other people lament, and especially like other guys, that I'm like also like, oh, like if another guy is willing to be open about what he's feeling, like I think that can help me feel less weird about expressing my feelings and things like that. Um yeah, it's just like I'm not alone. Other people feel things and other things are hard for people that are not hard for me, but we're all affected. Like we all are hurt in different ways. We're all carrying different things. And so I think it just makes me feel okay to not be a perfect person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just for the specific how to of how to do it, um, it really, I mean, 10 minutes, mm. you really don't need a lot of, a lot of time, but I would suggest starting with reading a Psalm of Lament. Mm. Because that'll give you, um, honestly, just the permission that you need to feel strong emotions. Yeah. Because the the Psalms are full of emotion, you yeah. know. Um, so they were included in the Bible for a purpose. <laughs> and they're not just Psalms of praise. So start with reading a Psalm of Lament. Um, Psalm 44, 60, 74, 79, 80, 85, 90. Yeah. Those are a few but you can just Google Psalms of Lament. Yeah. And, I bet and, we could put those in the one. PDF too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would start by reading one. You can kind of see the structure, but more just the permission. Yeah. 
And then um, spend a few minutes thinking about what it is that you're struggling with. So take a few minutes, be free of distractions, and just sit with the weight of what it is that you're feeling. Mm. Um, and then you write out your honest, raw thoughts and feelings using that, you know, that three formed process that I talked about earlier. But first is that how long, O oh Lord, it's your complaint. So you literally write the words, how long, O oh Lord. Man. And then you just write it out and you can take Even as just many saying lines. That, I just feel those words hit me in the heart. You know what I mean? Like how almost like, oh man, like I can just feel the, the angst <laughs> in those words. You know what I mean? So you literally start it with how long, O Lord, and you write as much as you need. If it's three words after that, hmm. if it's a paragraph, it doesn't matter. Just write as many lines as, as it takes to finish that movement of how long, O Lord. And then would you? So that's hmm. your request. What all are you asking them for? So write as many lines as you need for that. And then the third, yet you or but you and write as many lines as you need that remind you of God's character. And that's how it ends. It's great. And then the kicker is sharing it with someone. Yeah. Not for their feedback, not for their theological corrections. Yep. Um, but as you were talking about, as an expression and as an experience of the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend that part. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think, yeah, just taking away the pressure, especially if you're someone who's like hearing someone else's psalm of lament. I think a lot of times it's like I can feel like, oh, I need to put all this pressure on myself to say the perfect thing to this person that's hurting. You know what the perfect thing to say is? What's that? Thank you. Mm. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. How yeah. come? Like, why is that the response? Anything else. I mean, it's an honor. Yeah. Anytime someone shares their struggles with you, it's an honor to be part of that. Yeah. So I just say thank you. Yeah, it's just it takes so much bravery to like even put yourself out in that way. Mm -hmm. Like the all the all the lies that are in your head about why this is not okay, why I need to hide, why I need to. So yeah, just to put yourself out there to somebody that you trust to receive it. Um, yeah, it's just a brave step. So so if you are like a facilitator of a group of some sort, this is a great great exercise. Oh, man. I would not do it on week one. <laughs> um, wait till everyone knows each other a little bit, but yeah. you just you know start out the time and. You maybe read a psalm together out loud, a mm -hmm. psalm of lament, give them the structure and give them a paper and a pen in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then you come back together. And if people are ready and willing, they can share those. And you just hold that space together. And it's really a beautiful thing. It's great. Love it. Cool. Well, that's our explanation of the psalm of lament. We're going to give you guys an example of what a psalm of lament can look like. And that'll be the end of this exercise. So see you guys in the next episode.